Hi there, I'm Gavin Crawford. I'm a writer, an actor, and a comedian. And for the last eight or nine years, I have been navigating life with my mother's increasing dementia. Has it been sad? Yeah. Has it been funny? Also, yeah. That's what my brand new podcast series, Let's Not Be Kidding, is about. It's the true story of my life as a comedian, my mom, and dementia. Let's Not Be Kidding, with me, Gavin Crawford. A new seven-part series from CBC Podcasts, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. I have acted as your humble servant, carrying out the important responsibilities of this position to the very best of my abilities. This is a very, very serious matter. We're not serious. Let's be serious. I did everything right and they indicted me. Because news. Gavin Crawford. Oh, hello, everybody. I am Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. In response to the Nazi applause scandal, comedian Rob Schneider canceled an upcoming trip to Canada. Sadly, the world will now never get to watch Deuce Bigelow, Saskatchewan Gigolo. (laughs) Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. She is just here for the free rapid testing. It's the very frugal Emma Hunter. Not sick. Living it up. In the middle chair, he's still reeling from the cancellation of Entertainment Tonight Canada. Now, how will he find out where Gwyneth Paltrow went shopping? Say hello to Craig Lozon. Oh, thanks for having me, Gav. I love being here. It's great to have you. And finally, now that the bar is finally low enough, he's excited to run for Speaker of the House. Miguel Rivas. I can talk. I can speak in the house. I'll speak anywhere. All right, panel, are you ready? Yes. I hope so. I don't know, man. Then let's begin. Here we go. Yeah! Panel, a new TikTok trend was scrambling men's minds this week and making headlines. Have a listen to these reactions in our tape of the week and be ready for questions. Oh, Kelly, stop. No, don't say that. Say it. All of that. Don't ever repeat that again. You're trying to piss me off for no reason. I don't understand why you came out here trying to get me mad for no reason. All right, the men in those TikTok videos are upset and reacting to something their partners told them. For the point, what provocative thing did their wives say to elicit those responses? Was it, I'm sick, can you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you say that to me. (laughs) Was it, Jack White is an excellent guitarist, but only a mediocre songwriter. (laughs) Exploding words. <laughs> Any other guesses? There was too much Ken in the Barbie movie. <laughs> oh, I know. I know this. It's um, Star Wars, Star Trek, potato, potato. <laughs> Isn't it? Now that everyone's mad, I will give you the answer. Here is what the men were told by their wives. Hey, baby. Did you see that Taylor Swift stadium, that football player? Um, his name's like Travis. Uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, so. She's going to be like helping him get his career going. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun game they're playing, and it is driving the men crazy. (laughs) The headline reads, Women are triggering their boyfriends by saying Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map. At the risk of making men mad, 
for the point, who is Travis Kelsey? Oh, um, uh, Travis Kelsey is a little village in Ireland. (laughs) Come on down to Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Buy yourself something nice. You have to soften Travis Kelsey and get a pint. Absolutely beautiful. And have a beer at Travis Kelsey. It is not a village in Ireland. I mean, it might be, but that's not what I was looking for. It's, uh, it's obviously country music superstar Travis Kelsey, along with Marty Stewart. They had the No Hat Boys in the 90s. They went on the No Hat Tour. They're awesome. Does, does anyone know who Travis Kelsey is? No! He's Jason Kelsey's brother. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And? He plays football. You are correct. Oh! Uh, he is the star tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, who were last year's Super Bowl winners. Sorry, I just fell asleep team. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rumors about an alleged romance between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been swirling for weeks, but this past weekend, Swift did something that added fuel to the fire. What did she do? She already wrote their breakup album. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or, or did not sing about it, which would be a confession from her, basically. She attended the Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday and sat beside Kelsey's mom. Oh, she, she moves fast. fast. She moves fast. Yeah. I mean, this story was everywhere this week. Did you see this story at all this week? Well, when I visited my three of my four uh, Taylor Swift blogs that I visit every morning, <laughs> they were all reporting it, so I was pretty aware of it, yeah. And I don't go to the fourth because I'm banned. <laughs> Too many posts. Uh, during, during the game when Kelsey scored a touchdown, Taylor Swift was seen to holler something very specific behind the glass of the private box. What does she holler? It's me. Hi. Hi. Travis Kelsey, it's, it's me. me. No. Craig? Oh, you do good at football. Something like that. Close. Let's bleeping go. Oh. oh. Knowing her, she said bleeping also, I think. <laughs> This wouldn't be much of a news story, except that certain people are extremely upset about the two superstars palling around. For the point, who is not happy for the happy couple? John Mayer. Scooter Braun. All her other exes. Because I'm assuming those are... Yeah. No, they this are. Was, the was it the Bayhive? Because the, the Swifties took the uh, attention of the media for one week? It is not the Bayhive. Rolling Stone headline reads, right-wingers are losing it over Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Sure, yeah. yeah. Seems that the Red Hats are upset because Taylor Swift supports Joe Biden and also gay and trans rights. And I guess uh, football players are supposed to not do those things. <laughs> the most progressive sports league. <laughs> For his part, Travis Kelsey also offended some of the MAGA crowd when he appeared in two commercials. Commercials for what? Ooh. Tampons. <laughs> I was going to say Bud Light. Was you were it? correct for yeah! the point. Bud Light. Hey! Oh my God. This Bud- Bud's for you. <laughs> Bud Light I, I, is one of them. And the other? What's um, the gayest car? <laughs> <laughs> Audi. Audi. Because you become Audi the yeah. closet. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Audi. He appeared in a commercial for the Pfizer booster shot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. What an idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, it's almost like he didn't want to die or something. <laughs> so the mega crowd is uh, quite upset, and they're blaming Taylor Swift for making him woke. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Toronto Star published an article with the headline, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey could be an anti-mega weapon. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think people are so threatened by them? Well, he's so big and she's so little, he could pick her up and swing her at people. <laughs> 
No, it's because their baby would be a pop star football player. And then the uniforms would have to be leotards. And leotards threaten America. Also, in a weird, like, future twist, it would be like, the halftime show this year at the Super Bowl is performed by the quarterback. Yes! (laughs) Taylor Swift made headlines also for a second reason that had nothing to do with music. What did she do? Vote. She told people to vote. You are correct for the point. Emma Hunter. And the MAGAs are mad about that, too. They are. The Global News headline reads, Taylor Swift sends voter registration numbers surging with a single post. She told her quarter of a billion Insta followers that it was voter registration day, urging them to vote. More than 35,000 new voters signed up. Wow. Unfortunately, they all wrote in for Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) CBC News this week called her a presidential election influencer and a one-woman economic stimulus package. That's offensive. No, I'm saying... (laughs) Girl, you look like a stimulus package right now. (laughs) Are you swept up by Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah, big time. I have a seven-year-old daughter, so, yeah, we, we talk about Taylor Swift every day. Yeah, and everybody loves her. Like, she somehow managed to sort of transcend generations. My father-in-law, who's 70, and it's not like he's like, she's cute. He's like, this woman goes on when it's raining. She's changing America. I'm like, Graham, he just thinks she's, you know, people think she's wonderful. And I think she is. That's his number one thing he likes about her. She performs in, in the, the rain. rain. She's got good work ethic the kids today she don't have. She keeps going with the show. <laughs> There's been a lot of discussion about which celebrity is benefiting the most from the relationship. So let me ask you this. Travis Kelsey earns $12 million a year playing football. How does that compare to Taylor Swift's earnings? <laughs> I think $12 million is what she wipes her butt with. Because <laughs> she's so rich. You are correct for the points. <laughs> The headline reads <laughs> The headline reads Taylor Swift earns Travis Kelsey's annual salary in a single night. Oh my goodness. And I guess now we know why all those men are threatened. <laughs> <laughs> Because news is your weekly cure. Welcome back on our panel today. We've got Emma Hunter, Miguel Rivas, and Craig Lozon. And I'm happy to report that during that last round, the price of groceries only jumped by 300%. (laughs) Canada is a vast and varied country, and while a lot of ink was being spilled about our nation's capital this week, there were a number of big stories playing out in other provinces that are worth giving some attention. (laughs) So to help with that, let's roll out the big wooden Wheel of the West. It is mahogany. Nice. Good eye, Craig. Good eye. (laughs) All right. I think we've convinced people that's real. (laughs) Yes, that's right. This very real giant wagon wheel is covered in Western provinces. Give it a spin. Let's find out what you know about this week's news from the West. Miguel, you're up first. Spin the wheel of the West. (laughs) 
Big money, big money. Yeah, it takes a long time because of how big it is. Ooh, big money. You've landed on Alberta. All right. This week, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith was back in the headlines after she announced Alberta plans to look into starting its very own homegrown version of something. Their Mm. homegrown version of what? Currency. They're called Berta Bucks, (laughs) and they are currently worthless. It is not currency. They're going to have their own version. Of, they're going to have like, you know how in every town there's like uh, Chinatown or Little Italy, that kind of thing. Uh, in every uh, town in Alberta, they're going to have a little Newfoundland. Oh, that's nice. I would it's go just, there. It's just George Street replicated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not correct. Uh, does anyone know the real answer what they decided they are going to go on their own with? Their own pension fund. The headline from CTV Calgary reads, Should Alberta quit the Canada pension plan? It's not as funny as Little Newfoundland, but... (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. The Alberta government is considering a made-in-Alberta pension plan. The Canadian pension plan currently holds assets of around $575 billion. Is that all? According to a government-commissioned report, Alberta would be entitled to $334 billion of that. Is that all? The Globe and Mail headline reads, Danielle Smith wants 53% of the CPP. But to get it, she's in for a fight with other premiers. (laughs) Possibly. According to CBC News, how did Danielle Smith's government arrive at the notion they're entitled to 53% of the CPP's assets? Emma. Okay, so it's the number of hats (laughs) times the number of cattle divided by Brett Kissel, and that's your 53%. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's actually even simpler math than that. Okay. It's it's like their percentage of Canada's population times the amount of years of grievance towards the Trudeau family. <laughs> the Globe and Mail wrote, the formula is based on an elaborate game of what if. Oh. They sort of went from the notion, what if we had started our own pension plan back in the 1960s? <laughs> <laughs> and extrapolated from there based on Alberta's high employment rates and younger population. Mm. Does that sound reasonable to you? No, that's not how life works. What if I moved to Broadway and, you know, met a lovely young man? It's, it, you can't rewrite what happens. You're in the upper beaches. You have three kids. You got to deal with it. Emma, you just described the plot of a Hallmark film, <laughs> I think. Marrying a man on Broadway. It's not personal. It's not personal. And what honestly, could have been? I mean, from what I know about Broadway, the chances of you marrying a man on Broadway are... <laughs> I would say the chances of me marrying a man on Broadway are a little bit higher. <laughs> CTV News reported that experts say the province is owed closer to 20 to 25 percent, not 53 percent. That's still big. That's still high. It's a lot of hats. Can you name the company that created this very Alberta-friendly report? Bootstraps. <laughs> As in, pick yourself up by. <laughs> Come on down to Money Town, <laughs> where we make money in the town. It is a company called LifeWorks. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. a di- diversion tactic, if I've ever heard yeah. of that. If you could get LifeWorks to make a report that said you were owed money, what would they report on for you? Oh. Emma, what would you want LifeWorks I to do for like you? I would like LifeWorks to report on how much my sons owe me in terms of full-body uh, plastic surgery, because... <laughs> Twins, they take you to the cleaners. With <laughs> that, okay? It's du- everything's doubled. It's not good under these clothes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, all right, Emma, it's your turn. Spin the Wheel of the West. Oh, I realize I don't have to throw you. weak flick. <laughs> wow, that was a good spin. And you've landed on Manitoba. This Tuesday, Manitobans go to the polls to elect a premier and government. Global News said this week, no matter how you look at it, Manitoba's October 3rd election will be historic. 
Why, Emma, will it be historic? So instead of an election, they're going to do a roast battle. Because <laughs> it'll be cooler. The person with the best zingers becomes premier? It's not going to be friendly, but it'll be cool. <laughs> it will be cool. Anyone for the steal? It's their first free and open democratic election. <laughs> <laughs> It is not. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll break it down in pieces a bit for you. Uh, it will be historic in one way, because no matter who wins, conservatives, NDP, or the liberals, the results will be in some way groundbreaking. Oh. If the incumbent conservatives win, what is so special about that victory? Uh, the Wab Canoe attack ads worked again. <laughs> Two times in a row. No. Oh. Emma? It's a woman! You are correct. <laughs> oh. uh, it will be, yes... <laughs> Heather Stephenson, the historic first female premier of Manitoba, will become the doubly historic first re-elected female premier of Manitoba. Uh, if NDP and its leader, Wab Canoe, win, why would that make history? The Wab Canoe attack ads didn't work this time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one reason. Anyone else for the steal? The first time an indigenous person has won in yes! Manitoba. Close, but not quite. There's been an indigenous premier. There was a Métis premier in the 1800s. But the headline from CTV News reads, Manitoba could make history by electing its first First Nations premier to lead province. Ah. NDP leader Wab Canoe told the Canadian press there's been a huge change in just one generation in Manitoba. What did he say is the big generational change happening in the province? It's vaping. <laughs> they love it. No. I, I can't tell you this one. It's... Uh, well, First Nations people uh, weren't even allowed to vote in Manitoba until 1952. And now a First Nations vote could put a First Nations person in the premier seat for the first time ever. You are absolutely correct for the point, Craig Lozon. His dad was not allowed to vote as a First Nations man, but now he has a shot at leading the province. So that's uh, very exciting for Manitoba. Good luck in your election. Uh, whoever you vote for, make sure you vote. And now, Craig, yep. spin the Wheel of the West. <laughs> oh, my God, a huge spin. Where will it go? Oh, oh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Ah, sorry, Saskatchewan. Uh, you've landed on British Columbia. <laughs> Craig, Canada's westernmost province is being hit with a hyperbolic weather phenomenon that brought strong winds and heavy rain. It sounds like a shot you'd drink in university. Can you name... This weather event. Ice pick. Uh, BC was not hit by an ice pick. Oh. Emma. Wet dump. <laughs> is, it, is it hurricane hiking? I was going to say sex on the beach. Sky piss. Let's keep this party going. <laughs> Red eye. Uh, the headline from CTV News reads, Bomb Cyclone. Oh, nice. oh, strikes nice. BC coastline. Yeah, it's a bomb cyclone. What is a bomb cyclone? Oh, it's like the coolest cyclone. It's a yeah, bomb, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's before you take a hit, uh, you, you spin the bong so that the water <laughs> swirls around. Uh, oh, sorry, that's a bong cyclone. Yeah, it's a bomb <laughs> with a B. It's when you put oh, yeah. ice in the bong. A bomb cyclone is an intense storm created when atmospheric pressure drops very rapidly and two fronts swirl around each other, creating a cyclone. Yeah, it's yeah. also what happens when Emma enters a room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party! Man, this is supposed to be the highbrow round. <laughs> oh. yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> On the panel this week, it's Miguel Rivas, Emma Hunter, and Craig Lazone.
Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. All right, panel, it's time for a news clue. So spark up the projector and get ready for this 1950s educational short. Say, what's Jimmy doing over there? It may look strange, but he's taking part in the newest exercise trend that's sweeping the nation. It's a little thing called rucking, and it's good for you. Hey, there goes Mary, off to meet her new rock buddy. They've been rocking together for years now, and boy, it shows. It's not just for youngsters. Grandpa Joe keeps his blood pressure in check by rocking every morning. But not too hard. Too much rocking can cause injury. Still, it's easy, and you can do it almost anywhere. But don't take my word for it. Get out there and go rock yourself. It's tomorrow's exercise today. Panel, rucking was in the news this week. The headline from CNN reads, Rucking is an easy way to fitness. Hmm. Your oh. best guess now, describe rucking. I think it's uh, best described like this. There once was a woman from Buckingham. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to go on? No, please don't. Okay. Um, Craig? I mean, it's obvious, as uh, I guess they're probably the only uh, rugby guy on the panel here. It's uh, when one player is over the other player and they're in contact, but they're on their feet and the ball is on the ground. That's a ruck. I don't think it's that jolly. Oh. <laughs> It is essentially walking with extra weight on your back. Oh, okay. So it's like right. carrying your kid or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, the term <laughs> rucking comes from military training called the ruck march, where oh. soldiers would walk with a backpack or rucksack full of gear. Mm. Okay. Mm. Apparently this is the new thing to get fit. The hashtag rucking has over 19 million views on TikTok, and it apparently burns 30% more calories than regular walking. Right. Uh, how do experts <laughs> recommend you start? Well, first you got to hoist the bag up over your shoulder. I think... What? Uh, just, uh, I was going to say, first you need protection. And in my case, a helmet. A very good. Very good. Very heavy bag. Over a helmet. They say you should start with an empty backpack. Oh. oh. Symbolic. Well, that's and just you know, walking then. Yeah, work your way up, add weight gradually. They suggest 10% of your body weight. Mm. Uh, to get the most benefit, what do seasoned ruckers suggest you fill your pack with? Sand. Miguel gets the point. Sandbags. Oh, 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 yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. They fill your backpack with sandbags. Yes. Everyone's got sandbags kicking around the house. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. like tomato soup cans or anything like that. It's Just... not recommended that you use cans or dumbbells because they can put pressure on your back. Uh, is rucking an actual workout or is it just walking to school? Yeah. I don't know. Look, I carried three babies for two years. So if that's anything like rucking, I'm rucked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's enough with the weight. Yeah, it's like you go to the gym, there's a bike and there's a moving sidewalk and there's stairs that move. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's all the same. I had a back issue and I started working out with a personal trainer and he did make me put a heavy bag and go up and down the stairs at the gym. And I, I, changed trainers. So. 
<laughs> so I didn't love it. <laughs> I didn't love it. What everyday activity do you do that you would just reclassify as an exercise? Yeah, I got, I got core sits down. Or they're like half squats. You just go down into a chair. <laughs> pretty good. It's good for you. Do or it every pint, day. Pint raises is the other one. That you got. It's pretty good. Emma? Well, I'm just thinking, like, the amount of exertion that goes into getting three children out of the house for school in the morning. There's a lot of sweating. And and I don't know if you've ever been covered in mustard and mayonnaise before the sun rises, but it, it sort of makes you sweat. What uh, do you feed your children for breakfast? <laughs> it's lunch, Miguel. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I would say, just trying to get the people out the door. What about, like, digging for a remote in a couch? It's like, it's like hand resistance as well. Uh, a word of caution here. Rucking is not for everyone. Panel, uh, no. who, when should you absolutely not ruck? When I have a headache or I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm lying. It's like, po- post. <laughs> yeah. Many heads nodding in yes, agreement. Yes. All female. <laughs> the answer is if you have shoulder issues or tendinitis. And as with any exercise program, it's important to discuss it with your physician before abandoning it altogether and watching Love Island. (laughs) Penel, it's time for Altered Lyrics. Have a listen to this um, Drake ditty. Okay. Okay. Uh, And be ready for questions. Don't ever call me on my cell phone. When you could just send a text All this calling on my cell phone Is making me a nervous wreck I know when my hotline blinks That can only mean one thing The only time my hotline blinks Should be when someone is dying (laughs) Don't ever call me on my cell phone Yeah. Uh, those are the lyrics. You shouldn't call me on my cell phone. Uh, the only time my hotline blinks should be when someone is dying. Mm-hmm. Panel, the Washington Post headline reads, the new phone call etiquette, text first and never blank. Text first and never what? Fart into your phone. <laughs> that would be rude. That's not new. That's, that's no, a, always been a phone thing. No, that's true, yeah. I feel like that's that been was like edit. the first thing Alexandra Bell's like. What's in that? He's like, did you just. Oh, my God. How did that work? <laughs> it is not that. Is uh, it never say goodbye? I'll, always just hang up like, like in, in the, the movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, they say, according to the Washington Post, you should text first and never leave a voicemail. Mm. Yeah, keep them wanting more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why should you never leave a voicemail? Well, if it's anything like my kids, if they're the target group that they're talking about, they don't even know how to access them. So that is correct. For the point. Wow. Uh, I swear to God, I'm always like, I left you a message. You're like, oh, uh, I don't even know how that works, dude. Yeah. Like, According to the article, voicemails are now considered an artifact for the days before texting. Oh, my God. It's too many steps. Oh, you have to press like four digits. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Do you agree? You, are you again the voicemail? Yeah, or are you I don't want to call the thing and talk to the lady. <laughs> 70% of the voicemails I get are Mandarin robocalls yeah, that have same. not yeah, predetermined yeah. that I clearly do not speak Mandarin like, at all. <laughs> You've won a trip. Uh-huh. Or the ones that are like, a, 
the CRA has alerted the police and they are on the way to your place now. Yeah. And it is annoying because you have to like go in, check the voicemail. It's a four step process just to hear like you're currently being arrested right now. (laughs) No, you know what the worst thing is actually about a voicemail is that until you check it and clear it on your lock screen on your phone, that's the one notification you like can't get rid of. You get rid of everything else. But if you have a new voicemail, it stays there like get off my screen. Wow, you guys are really on board with this new etiquette. Yeah, I'm cool and young. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I said. I remember back in the day when having a when when back in the day when having a voice message machine was like super cool. You're like, oh my god, I'm gonna leave a message. They're not even there. Do you remember to your parents there was like a phone message etiquette? And of course, my parents were like aggressively British, so I'd be like, hello, this is Emma Hunter. Can you come for a sleepover? Please call me back. <laughs> Definitely not cool at all. My mom would be like, very good. You're nailing it. Very nice. Excellent. Sleepover. Got it. Number. My mom didn't ever know how to use voice, but like she just, if Kyle's voice was on the answering machine, she'd be like, "Uh, hello, Kyle. Could you uh, please tell Gavin? This is his mom calling. And I'm like, mom, I listen to the messages. You can just say, call me back. (laughs) When do they say, according to etiquette, it is still okay to leave a voicemail? If you're dying and you need to be saved. If you're calling an old person. If you're somehow trying to send me money and, and I'm not accessing it, then you give me a <laughs> ring. Uh, they say it's okay if it's an audio experience. What? what? Like if you're sending a recording of a concert yeah, or yeah. singing happy birthday to someone. Oh, yeah. Do you like a soundscape? Like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> this is Miguel giving you a wow, 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 wow. Or I guess if you're breaking up with somebody and you really want to just get now. It's better if you yell it into the phone. Not that I would know. If you have a long story that is too long to text, what are you supposed to do with it? Send several texts. No, voice note. Voice note. Correct. For the point. Voice memo instead. I'm going to send you all one after. You'll regret it. What's a voice memo? There's a little button you can press on a lot of messaging systems where you just record your voice and you just talk instead of... But it shows up in the text part instead yeah, of having to Yeah, and you don't have to call it. the woman. And, it's like, a little audio her. wave file. You can see how long it is and press play. Yeah. I'll send you one. Cold calling someone is also considered a faux pas because it can feel stressful to the recipient. If you wish to talk, what should you do instead? Well, I'm sure everyone on this panel would agree. You have your agent call their agent. And then have them call their agent. Yeah. You, uh, you order a cameo from their favorite celebrity to deliver the message. <coughs> Hey, this is James Vanderbeek, and uh, your who's, your who's uncle favorite? is dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. I was on Dawson's Creek. Hey, this is James Vanderbeek. Your uncle is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know how he was in hospital. Britt, your mom wants you to call her. <laughs> Hi, this is Dolly Parton. Your grandfather fell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The correct answer, although those are great, is to text them ahead of time and ask if they are free to talk on the phone. Never cold call, always text first and ask. However, although pre-text calls are ideal, there are actually two words that you should never text. What two words are those? You up? (laughs) (laughs) What uh, two words are you not supposed to text someone, Emma? Wet dump. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer, call me. 
Oh, oh. No. never text call me because call me without context is apparently very stressful because it indicates an emergency. Call me and then you call me and they're like, what's up? <laughs> I left you a voicemail. Nothing's going on. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, there is a crime worse than calling someone without warning. Something that can lead to life altering embarrassment for everyone. According oh. to the etiquette, what should one never do without warning? FaceTime. You are correct the for the horror. point. The horror. The <laughs> horror. But they say, yes, don't ever do FaceTime or video call without warning. But do you remember in the 90s when it was like, there's going to be video calling as like a preview? And they would do like, I remember an Oprah had a show where it's like technology of the future. And we were all thrilled by that. Now it's like, I don't want that in my life. <laughs> my Did dad only yeah. calls me on FaceTime, but he lays the phone on his stomach. <laughs> and so I answer and it's just the ceiling going up and down <laughs> and up and down as he's breathing. Oh, this, yeah. And the best you actually get is a series of chins. Yeah, I just get like a few straight chest hairs and a series of chins. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, <laughs> Somehow, panel, we have reached the end of another exciting Because News. Our champion this week is Craig Lozon. I am Gavin Crawford, and I am off to start my own pension plan, because if my calculations are correct, I am about to rake it in. (laughs) We will see you next time. Why? Because News! Give it up. Canada, it's your Uncle Craig Lozon, winner of Because News. Congratulations to our sad runners-up, Emma Hunter and Miguel Rivas. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Klamowski. This week, they had help from Jan Caruana and Ian McIntyre. Rounding out the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonsalves, and our recording engineer, Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.